1: folks. uh, uh, Again, thank you for honoring us and allowing this opportunity to come across your radios. And we continue on with the book of Psalms. And uh, the book of Psalms is just filled with great information. We're on like the last four Psalms. This is pretty cool. We're getting ready to go over to Proverbs to talk about chronicling some scripture and all those cool things. With me as always, my friend, my co-host, Stephanie Wesco. And uh, Stephanie, here we are on a Wednesday. And uh, everybody loves Wednesdays. as midweek prayer meeting. You get to go work with the kids and all that stuff on Wednesday nights. And uh, what does Wednesday look like to you today? What's going on?
2: Well, um, it includes taking my older boys to work and then having to pick them up while my other kids are eating supper. <laughs> um, and in between, you know, I leave for Southland again tomorrow morning, so early tomorrow morning. So I have to just pull a lot of loose ends together today in a very short amount of time. So it's going to be busy.
1: It seems like every day presents itself with new challenges every Mm -hmm. day. And so Stephanie's family have really been uh, like Debbie and I, our families have just, it seems like everybody's been hit with this Delta variant COVID craziness. And so how's your family? Is your mom now? We had mentioned, I guess a week or two ago that your mom had, uh, the COVID and then your dad had the COVID or how's everybody doing? Is everybody getting through it now?
2: Yeah. Everybody's on the uphill, um, you know, getting over it, but getting over it, if you know what I mean. Um, people are getting
1: better. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Praise the Lord. I think at this point, everyone is making improvements. That's a huge answer to prayer.
1: Oh, and God alone. I'll tell you, man, uh, I am so thankful to God. I'm praising him every day that Debbie and I got through this, uh, last batch and uh uh just thanking god for that i've lost my taste some people said i never had any taste to begin with but when it came to food <laughs> i really enjoyed the steak and the salad and all that stuff and i have no taste <laughs> very little it comes in handy i guess if i'll be traveling and you go in those nasty bathrooms or something i i won't smell it you know mm. and uh that'll be the only mm. thing that's of value but i'm looking forward to getting that taste back and um uh, I hope it comes. you were just saying you just got your taste back from a couple months ago, or you're just getting it back or.
2: Yeah, it's not quite there. Um, and I, it frustrates me, but it's, it's so much better than it was. A, I mean, a week ago, I mean, I, I could have been killed. I would have never smelled propane or um, gas or anything. Yeah. It was not the situation.
1: Oh, thank you for sharing that scary bit of information with me because I'd I'd never smell it as well.
2: Hey, I was almost killed. You remember I, I know what a cow's filling up with carbon monoxide does. So
1: Yeah, yeah, you, I
2: think it's freakish things.
1: You you always blow up the lore of averages on things and yeah oh, and Yeah, you get your share and uh so that's where they're at. It seems like everybody's doing better. I guess Joe is the last one in your household to have been hit by the COVID. And, and he's yeah. out. is he out of it now from the kid front?
2: He This morning he was in his desk being goofy oh. while he was in school. So that is a very, very good sign.
1: That is a good sign. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Joe is the freak. And so is Emmy. They, they, they all got different levels of freakiness. But Joe's freakiness comes from his ability to... Joke and pick on people and goof around and just be all around fun. He's a great guy to be around. And Emmy has this special brand of brilliance, or I don't know, for five year olds she just gets life, you know. And mm-hmm. she, just, it's just stuff just randomly comes out of her mouth that twelve year olds haven't quite grasped yet. She's constantly yeah. coming up with the smart, oh. the funny, the you mm-hmm. know, beyond anything you can do. The the get over on people, you know, she can get over on me. I'm not going to lie. And uh, one of my best Emmy stories of late was last time we were in Indiana, not this past couple of weeks ago, because everybody was dealing with COVID, but the couple months before that I was in and, and with Debbie and we were all in together having a good time. And Emmy came up to me and wanted to go to the taco truck because I felt it necessary to, uh, introduce Emmy to the taco truck. And, uh, anyway, she came to me and she said, uncle Doug, we need to go to the taco truck. And I said, her, her eyes were real big. She looked real serious. And I said, why Emmy, what's wrong? And she said, mommy's pulled out some old spaghetti and she's pouring some fresh sauce on there, <laughs> trying to make it seem like it's new.
2: <laughs>
1: and I need, I need tacos. So I took her and Steffi, and uh, but I will say this: Emmy is much more of a taco person than Steffi is. Yes, Emmy ate like two of them. You know, yeah.
2: And Emmy eats. Yeah. Food is very serious to her.
1: You know, Steffi's like kind of trying to separate vegetables from meat and stuff, and Emmy's <laughs> like, "Can I have another one, Uncle Doug?" I'm like, "Yeah, you got it, man." <laughs> yeah. So here we are, uh, and uh, so we're at that place where you might be a knucklehead, and it's Stephanie's turn today. So you might, the not knuckleheaded moment, you might be a knucklehead if.
2: Well, Doug, you might be a knucklehead <clears throat> if in your words and actions you're shaking your fist in God's face and saying, I am my own God.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're a knucklehead if you do that. You know, we, uh, seems like our government now is getting farther, uh, further, further away. Uh, from the biblical christian judeo you know upbringings and and where this country came from and all those different things seems like we're getting away from that but the good news is uh, we're not here we are listening to the radio and doing these types of things and i got a book i want to recommend so yesterday i recommended a book to you well the day before Ye- yesterday was stephanie she did food we're letting her do food sometimes that's pretty cool she, she's into the whole food thing so i want I'll to re- yeah, yeah. So, so am I. I. I was into it a lot more when I had taste. But here I am. So so there's a dude out there. His name's Dave Ramsey. So I, I do consider his book somewhat godly. Uh, Dave Ramsey wrote a book years ago. It's called The Total Money Makeover. And uh, it helps people and it talks about tithing and what you do with church and uh, Dave Ramsey, many of you may know, he has a radio show. He's always talking about, you know, paying off your cars, paying off your credit card debt. He has a system. First, you pay off your credit card debt. Then you pay off your cars okay. and then you pay off your house. And there's some people that spend so much money. He talks about how some people just buy one car after another and never buy a house. Some people will just, you know, live for the temporal all the time. And then, you know, daddy or mommy passes away and there's no house there. And uh, But anyway, I think it's a good idea to read Dave Ramsey's book, The Total Money Makeover. This is something that I think uh, uh, Debbie and I have lived in our lives and and really have allowed us to to experience financial freedom. And and I know Stephanie and her husband, Charles, uh, dear Charles, did as well. And so I recommend it to you, and I recommend you follow the principles. And one of his principles is giving God back what is his, the 10%. And trusting God, then paying off things. And so it's the total money makeover by Dave Ramsey. So here we are, Stephanie. We're on Psalm uh, 147. We're on the second half of that Psalm. We're starting on verse number 12. It says, praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise, uh, Praise thy God, O Zion. I hate turning the pages. For he hath strengthened the bars of thy gates. He hath blessed thy children within thee. He maketh peace in thy borders, and filleth thee with the finest of the wheat. He sendeth forth his commandment upon earth. His words runneth very swiftly. He giveth snow like wool. He scattereth the hoarfrost like ashes. He casteth forth his ice like morsels. Who can stand before his cold? He sendeth out his word and melteth them. He causes this wind to blow and waters flow. He showeth his word upon Jacob, his statutes and his judgments upon Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation, and as far for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. The psalm started the same way it ended, the same way the first hallelujah psalm did is praising him, praising God. And uh, I think this whole thing is God's word's been revealed to us is what I keep seeing. I mean, as we went through those last verses, and and we looked at 12 through 20, I mean, those last nine verses. What came to your mind, Stephanie?
2: Well, again, this just keeps going over and over and over what God does. Yeah. And what I see when I read this is God's in control. If I could sum up all of this, he's in control. He knows what's going on. And I love the thing that stood out to me, honestly, the most of all of these verses was verse 14 and i know this is specifically referring to israel okay so i don't want to get into that we replace israel or any of that garbage but i know the principle is here that when we put god in the place he's supposed to be and we eliminate the things we need to eliminate god makes a promise here to his people and and to whatever extent i believe it can still be true for us he maketh peace in thy borders and filleth you with the finest of the wheat of, of the wheat. In other words, he takes care of you. He gives peace in your home. And I know that as, you know, as our family has regrouped since Charles death yeah. and we've sought to eliminate stresses, we've sought to eliminate sources of stress, um, and not that that process has been easy and that it has been painless because it has not but we have i have watched god bring a peace to our home that quite honestly i never even experienced in many ways during the years that i was married to my husband and not because we didn't love each other not because we didn't love the lord but because sources of stress have been eliminated and and by god's grace we're trying to make jesus our focal point And keep out people or influences that would change that focus because that happens. And so I love this verse because this is something that we've got to watch God do of making peace in our home. And does that mean that we're perfect? No. Does that mean we still have to work through things? Yes. Sometimes I still need that referee jacket, but we get to see God do things. And the more we praise him together, the more we serve him together, the more peace and harmony there is in our home. And I love that, that God can bring that peace within our borders, within our homes, within our churches, when he is given that place of preeminence. And we realize everything is about him. This is what the Psalm is going over and over. Everything is centered around the Lord Jesus Christ being our God and when that stays your focus there will be peace in your borders you'll see God show himself strong and do things that just leave you going wow and I love that I love being in that place and I want my desire is that my kids would see that so much throughout their growing up years that that's what's normal to them that that's what they view and see as being what normal Christian life is supposed to be.
1: Yeah, no, that's good. And I, th- I think we got to remember that the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. And everybody, you know, everybody thinks that peace is the absence of war. It's more than that. You know, it's, uh, it's not only an absence of war. It's, it's like this relationship that only God can give. It's like this peaceful feeling that, hey, I'm going to trust God. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get in my car, run my errands, go home. I'm going to have a peaceful existence. I'm going to trust in God to do those things. And I'm reminded, you know, of, uh, uh, John 14. I was turning to that when you were talking about peace, but peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth because the world giveth peace, Stephanie, that deals with, okay, there's no war in the United States right now. So you have peace, but he says, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So God's peace is this lasting, wonderful peace, that brings us to a place of relaxation, that mm-hmm. brings us to a place where we can put our guards down, that brings us to a place where it's kind of fun, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's godly. You know, God's peace makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and you know what the other thing I liked about this psalm um, is being reminded that God's in control of the weather.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: so often God can just speak something and totally change the weather. Now, we lived for uh, nine years in the Virginia Beach area. Uh, uh, right on the ocean. And every single year, August, September, end of August, September, October, we dealt with the hurricane stuff every year we got at least one that tore our shingles off the roof and cost us $500 of our deductible to be fixed. Usually tore down a fence every single year that wind would come in. Now one year we were getting the worst hurricane ever. I mean, it was coming through. It was going to, it was going to rip us into pieces. And right at the last minute, I remember, you know, you're boarding up the house, you're putting the shutters up, you got everything in place, you're taping windows, uh, all those types of things. And you tape some from inside up on the second floor or whatever, just so they wouldn't smash and blow in on you. And you'd put the shutters in the best you could. You'd shut them and hook them together. And I remember this thing is just bearing down on us. And, you know, God's people started praying, and we were expecting 150-mile-an-hour winds. We were like We were very close to the Chesapeake Bay portion of it and probably four miles as the crow, you know, would fly uh, from the ocean itself or five miles. And I mean, God just completely turned around this hurricane. Mm. We we got hit by just a little bit of wind here and there. I mean, people were locking things down, canceling work. It's like snowstorms down south. I mean, people were going crazy, but God completely changed the weather. And I I think we got to remember that God (laughs) changes the weather uh yeah. you know, when we get those hailstorms and snowstorms and those different things, that's God. God decides yeah. what happens. God decides uh, you know with the peace we get. It's not a peace that we can broker. though I think mm-hmm. the Lord does tell us to live peacefully when at, when it, at all possible. And uh, God's word admonishes us to live that way. But at the same time, we've got to have this respect and understanding that all this good things comes from the Lord. It's uh, this is God that can do those things. His word endures forever. What he's saying is true. It, it doesn't matter what the scholars said. Now, remember, as we started these hallelujah Psalms and these Psalms of praise and these Psalms of worship in Psalm 146, we, we, we continually talked about, you know, what is God, what is God doing for us? And we continue to look at these things that, you know, God is in control, uh, that we need to be praising him. We need to be extolling him that living life means praising God, that living life means loving God, that living life means reigning with God, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as we looked at 47, we talked about his people have been restored. We, his land, he refreshes it. And now we're at this place where we extol the Lord his word has been revealed to us. We have a responsibility, Stephanie. When, when God reveals something to us, we talked about yesterday in the podcast, we talked about this malicious incompliance in the military. We talked about knowing the right thing yet doing the wrong thing. And I think there's an important piece here. There's an important element where um, I believe we need to stop, take a breath, and say, listen, God's word's been revealed to us. Now we got to do whatever it takes Whatever it takes to make sure our relationship is a praising relationship, to make sure we're extolling God, to make sure that we're finding ourselves in the place that brings honor and glory to God, to make sure our relationships are right, and the most important one being God. I think that's the responsibility. I think that's where we're coming from. That's where God's coming from here.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm keeping like you were saying, keeping that your focus because we live in such a perverted world, and Satan's you know, he can't get our soul. So it's like the next best thing he can do is just make us miserable or just get our focus completely messed up so that we aren't serving the Lord the way we should. And that's a key. I think if, if that focus, you know, almost put blinders on and that doesn't mean that you, you know, you're an idiot and don't keep up with anything going around, but where that's not your focus, where your focus is Jesus Christ. And, um, that will, so many other things will be okay. Not that they're okay, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, it changes everything.
1: Yeah, I think it does. And, and I think that we have this responsibility. I think it's, it's greater than, uh, any other responsibility we hold. And that's the responsibility of our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And that's the greatest responsibility that any, uh, any person carries, is first of all am I if I'm going to accept him and then once we accept him then we have this responsibility to to praise him and worship him and serve him properly you know the bible teaches our god is a jealous god he wants this relationship he he wants a good relationship he wants to see us on our knees he wants to see us worshiping him and uh, somewhere along the way we've got away from that and we i think what happened is i think i think the world has snuck in a little bit on a christian's life Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what's going on. I think uh, the world just sneaks in and messes with us and, and gets us believing things that are sideways or upside down or looking at things that are wrong way. And, and all of a sudden, here we are in this bad, iffy, weird kind of uh, half-serving God, half-not-serving God, this malicious and compliant mm-hmm. way. And God's saying, cut that out you know, you want peace, you want this shalom stuff in your life, you're going to find it on your knees, you're going to find it with your relationship with me. When I become the most important thing in your life, those secondary things that seem like that are most important, uh, they take on the right perspective. When I become the most important thing in your life, I think God wants us to know that these relationships that are ungodly go away. You know, when I become the most important thing in your life, uh, the most important relationship in your life is another way of saying it. It starts with me in the beginning. God, I I'm just making God. Number one, I'm making God first. And I don't know. I think as we wrap this Psalm up, I think we we've got to come to the realization that praise is real and that praise is just not saying something. It's just not going through the motions. It's a way of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it will change. Craze will change your life. It will change everything about who you are
1: you just got to do it. It's just got to be part of what we do that through song. We do that through, uh, our, our methods, you know? So I think a life of praise is a life that wakes up and recognizes God. First off, reading the Bible, you know, uh, doing your devotions, listening to this podcast, those things that you do, putting God right up front, making them right. Up, you know, work becomes easier. Raising mm-hmm. kids become easier. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It, it <laughs> makes, I think it's that, that idea of cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. And you get to see that happen when you, when you make, it's a by faith choice. When you make that choice, I'm going to praise him. Even if I'm not feeling it. And even if things are seen dark around me, I'm going to make that choice to praise him.
1: Yeah. I'm going to make them light just by praising them. I'm going to bring lightness into any dark room. I'm going to bring, uh, you know, when I wake up and my mind's a little bit sideways, my life's a little bit crooked and, You know, I'm dealing with the things of this world. And, you know, I don't know any family that isn't dealing with COVID right now. I'm just being honest with you. I don't know any family that doesn't have somebody that's not sick, upside down, sideways, crooked. Mm -hmm. And I believe this is God's trial for us. I think this is another trial for us where we just need to recognize God and say, God, you need to get us through this. I think, I, I don't know anybody who's not going through some type of a trial right now, whether it be medical, regular uh, relationship, I'm not sure, but I do know this. The responsibility through it all, the responsibility on our best day, the responsibility on our worst day, the responsibility when we don't feel great is to get up and praise God and worship him and, and move out smartly.
2: Yes, stay faithful.
1: Stay faithful. There it is, my friend. So if we're going to wrap this up, be kind. Stay faithful. Trust God. Praise Him first. Make Him first in your life, and everything else will come together. Listen, if we can do anything to help you, make sure you look for us at uh, Help for Wounded Spirits. Drop us a line. We'll make sure we give you a call. We sure do love you, folks.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits